the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. Yes, it is. And you're listening to Jennifer Jackson. But today we are continuing the conversation that we started yesterday with Rachel Patton. And I am so thrilled to have you back again today. And so I wanted you to continue. We were right in the middle. We're right near Crab Orchard, West Virginia. (laughs) And we are talking about you grew up in a home with 17 total siblings, right? That's right, Jen. And a mother and father who stood with you through it all. (laughs) They did. They did. Yeah. You know, my mom um, felt really sad. She said, every time I send one off to college, I know they're not coming back. And that was very sad for my mom. But yeah, but they sent, uh, they sent us all off to college. So we got that. But but I want to to try to, that's a, oh goodness, think of the money, Jen. I can't even imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. the power of prayer, though, I think mm-hmm. is what sustained us. Um, my brother Carl was in the Korean War, and he was on a ship that had been uh, in an area where there had been some bombings, and we hadn't heard from him for about a month, and my dad was really concerned, but my mom was busy with kids and didn't see as much mm. news and all as my mom did, but my dad knew, and he told my oldest sister Ruth, and they prayed secretly for Carl oh, until wow. they could hear from him before they told my mom and they did hear from him and he was safe and at that Ooh. point they let my mom know but uh we think they probably prayed him through that to get there and I'm uh, sure yeah, they did. Yeah. you know my mom had 17 children and it didn't get any easier as she got older and when my youngest sister becky was born my mom prayed lord just let me get through until she's old enough to put her own coat on i don't want her to be cold mm. And we didn't know that story until we were having a 40th birthday party for Becky. And mom told us that story. And uh, Becky was 40, and so she was certainly capable mm-hmm. of getting her coat on and many others. But mm. uh, my mom, we always said she had a hotline to heaven. If we really wanted something, we made sure she knew to pray about it. Mm. Um, and because she she did have a hotline. <laughs> Well, she prayed all the time. She prayed all the time. She prayed when she ironed. She prayed when she cleaned. And, you know, we had that National Day of Prayer, which our church participated Mm -hmm. in. And she would go and sit in that pew and pray all day. Of course, she prayed for a nation. It was more a day to pray for a nation. But uh, she prayed for her family. She prayed for our community. She prayed for the politicians. Wow. Um, Yeah. she She spent a lot of time on a church pew and on her knees. Yeah. And and we think we don't have time to pray, and we didn't have seventeen children. Yeah, yeah. So she found time. She found in the time. Midst. She God found, was in the midst of it. God was in the midst of it. That's the way to put it. When she cooked, she prayed. Mm-hmm. And my mom could play the piano. My mom was a school mm-hmm. teacher. I didn't know that. Yeah, and you know she was probably smarter than any of the rest of us. She was a school teacher. She played the piano. And when my mom really needed a break, she would go sit down at the piano, and we would hear her sing. 
Mm. And it was she had a beautiful voice, beautiful voice. And so sometimes when, our, when we were older, we'd go in and sit with her and sing and harmonize. Mm. But um, she was praising the Lord and kind of refreshing her soul by doing that. And Yeah, uh, to me, singing is a form of prayer. Yeah, and I'm sure it was to her. I'm sure it was to her. Mm. I remember in that same room where the piano was, there was a rocking chair, and it was an overstuffed rocking chair, but made for one person. But I remember my mom reading to us, and we would be all over that chair and all over <laughs> her. We'd be leaning on the back. We'd be leaning on the sides. Mm. But somebody had a book they needed to read for school or something, and so we would. she would read out loud, and we would all. We, I know there were 10 of us on that chair and around in the floor and all, but it was so comforting to hear her read, and, uh, and, and we loved it. We loved it. And when we think about radio, wasn't your mom a fan of radio? Oh, my gosh. And we were so mean. <laughs> you teased her? We teased her. And there was a lady, I, she was Sister Sarah O'Neill, mm-hmm. and she was a, a female preacher. Which was and, unusual in that day. Which was very unusual. Mm-hmm. But my mom loved to listen to her. And so one of my older sisters could get into that cadence <laughs> and would preach like Sister Sarah O'Neill. And um, I'm not sure if it was sacrilegious or not, but we were still (laughs) learning when my sister Loretta would take on the persona of Sister Sarah O'Neill and preach to us. That's uh, great. But my mom had a great sense of humor. She never she never stopped us. My mom loved to laugh Mm. and she saw the humor in a lot of things rather than being torn up by things. Mm -hmm. She saw the good and she saw the humor in them. You know, you have to laugh. You have to laugh. But back to the story about Becky and and she had to get the coat. Yeah. She must have been just completely worn out after 17 pregnancies. Completely worn out. My brother that was born right before Becky was a very difficult birth. Mm -hmm. And of course, my mom's in her 40s by this time. Right. And um, and that was um, almost killed my mom, mm-hmm, literally. Mm-hmm. But then she got pregnant with Becky and Becky was born. And um, so she knew, you know, that it was it was tough and she was touch and go for a while. And uh, that's when she prayed. And the Lord certainly answered her prayers. That's why we are convinced really she had a hotline. She her prayers were heard and answered. I um, think her calling was to be a mother. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know. If even if you have one child or two children, it's still a calling. It's still a calling. Yeah, an important calling. You know, there were seventeen of us, but we still had friends, and we have a cousin who, when we take a family picture, most of the time he's (laughs) in it because he lived with us practically. Mm. My uh, two brothers, just older than me, had a friend Jimmy, and and Jimmy ate with us every night. It was just like, there's a place for Jimmy. And you know, my mom loved it if they were hungry. And that was something about my dad. We said my dad would have fed his worst enemy before he maybe punched them that's or something. Right. But he was not going to let anybody go hungry. With that right so, garden, you could. That's right. Just that's kept right. We going. did feed the community. We did, yeah. There's Even, something about a, the core of a Christian family yeah. that there's a generosity there. Yes. And that you give from what you have and what you can. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's what was instilled in my older brothers and sisters to be so kind and generous with us younger ones Mm -hmm. because they had grown up during the Depression without anything. Mm. But then they saw that we had more than than they did. You know, Mm -hmm. they were never deprived from food or clothing, Mm -hmm. but uh, we had some of the fringes because of them. I think sharing food is even to this day, it's very important. Oh, yes. So valuable to do that. Share what you have. Yeah, yeah. 
And so what what else? Anything else from Mother Rife? Oh, Mother Rife was, um, she was a prayer warrior. Even after we were all married and gone, my mom taught a Sunday school class. Mm. And she would sit and study, and sometimes she'd call Dan or someone, Dan, I have a question, I'm not sure. My husband is a lay pastor. Yeah. And she would call Dan and say, Dan, what do you think this means? And discuss it. Mm. Because she taught a women's Sunday school class up into her 70s, even her early 80s. Oh. And uh, she never stopped studying the Bible. Never stopped studying the Bible. Yeah. Do you have her Bible? Who got to keep her Bible? I think her Bible, Becky has it. But you know what? We've all shared some wonderful notes that we found in her Bible. Mm. There was a letter that my mom wrote to many of us on a Mother's Day. Mm. And uh, she was thanking us for all of her gifts. And she was remorsing about when she couldn't give to us, but how generous we had been to give back to Mm. her. But, you know, we lived in such a loving family that we never knew we were poor. I had a high school teacher once that said, uh, how many of you think you're poor or whatever? And I never raised my hand because I never felt poor. Mm -hmm. Now, I was rotating my clothes between probably three outfits a week or something. And your sister's hand-me-downs at that, probably. Exactly. We shared clothes. We had to decide the night before what we were going (laughs) to wear, so we hadn't decided in our mind to wear the same sweater or something, so we did. Did you fight over that? No, we were pretty good to know. I'll wear it tomorrow, then you go ahead and wear it today. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we did. I, I could see that. Yeah, we did. We did. But I never raised my hand. I never felt poor because poor because we felt loved and cared for and valued. And again, the message I want to give to young mothers is be an example for your children. You know, and sometimes on Sunday morning, if it's difficult to take them, take them because you never know what they'll absorb and how it will affect them all of their life. I mean, I I remember Jen being taken to Sunday school and sitting on a little wooden pew. My older sister, Mary Ellen, Mm -hmm. took me, and she was the one that would get me dressed and take me, and and she was my teacher. Did you all ever miss? Um, Not very often. Mm -hmm. My mom and dad never drove when I was growing up. My older brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. did, but we always walked. And and we were in the mountains in West Virginia, and the snow can get really high. Mm -hmm. And probably only when there wasn't a path to walk did we miss. But, uh, no, we went. We went on every Sunday, yeah. I hear layers in this story. I hear consistency. Yeah. And I hear, you know, you didn't think you were poor because of the love. Yeah. And if we could just grasp that for our families, the stuff doesn't matter. The stuff doesn't matter. To this day, the stuff doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, I'm in a small group, and I love my small group. And um, we're pretty much the same age, and so we're going through pretty much the same thing. And uh, we share stories. And, you know, we've come to realize that stuff doesn't matter. If you've got a group of good friends, a group of good Christian friends that you can worship with and spend time with, there is nothing more valuable than that. Nothing. Get in a small group, folks. It's worth it. Yeah, they're like, they become like family. They become like family. Sisters. Yes. Yes. Well, this has been a a treat for me to have Rachel Patton here with us. And I want you to listen to to the next show because we aren't finished. There's so much good stuff in here. And just to be encouraged today, be encouraged that your family, wherever you're at, you can begin to put some of that Miss Rife right into your family, that consistency, prayer, love, Bible study. It is available to you. It's simple. You know, we're here 
This show is to take faith off your to-do list and just to help you live more connected with God every moment of your day. He is with you. He is simply for you. And so you've been listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson. And if you want your story on the show, why don't you go to jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.